Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. But I do know that we have some, some young guys in, in that room that definitely had, that earned a lot of playing time last year that uh, I won't mind, you know, showing them the road. Like um, I alluded to earlier, Larry showing me how to be a pro, showing these young guys how to be a pro, how to study, to take their game to the next level for sure. Ooh, Patrick Peterson with the threads, man. Yeah, he's that looking, purple suit, man. Yeah, he's looking Dude, good. That was... He's going to bring it. If he wants to mentor the three of us on just how to look that dapper, he's welcome to. And, and I mean, a, he's going to mentor Cam Dantzler, but he might want to mentor Judd. A purple oh. suit, too, is like, it's, it's one good. thing when people pull off the burgundy suit, like, you, you got to rock it. Like, there's there's no, no, you don't look just okay in a burgundy or purple suit. Like, it's either you're all in or like, wh- Barney, what are you doing? Like, you got you to change up the entire look there. So here's my question. Did, did the purple suit come from his LSU college days, or did he go buy a new one just for this occasion? I think he said that like, look at my purple suit. That's why I'm all in on the Vikings. I think that's. I think he. I, I read something yesterday that it was. It was more of the Vikings colors. I think than it was uh, Gale Tigers. I don't. I don't. I think it was more. Uh, I think. I think he probably had it. I think he probably had it. I think he closet. had it in the closet. That's my guess. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll have to ask him. <laughs> if we get him on the show. It'll be the the only question. Hey, yeah. we just have one question. One question. How long have you had that purple suit? <laughs> that's a nice purple. Tell suit. us about the purple suit. Talk about the purple suit. Um. <laughs> All right, boys, this is a big Purple Daily show today. Mackie, Judd, Declan, Daily Vikings Entertainment in your podcast feed and also on this YouTube channel. And also just uh, to reiterate the mission statement here, because sometimes people think we're being negative or whatever. Our mission statement on this show is for the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. So any negativity is just tough love with the goal of the Vikings winning a Super Bowl. Powered by Corona Hard Seltzer every single day, Declan Goff. Oh, man. Even as Mar- March runs down and, you know, we got Patrick Peterson wearing his purple suits. We got Mel Kuyper 3.0 mocks. Like, I, I need, need to be fully stocked. I-, I don't ever. In fact, you know, some people like to always drink their entire cabinet down. No, 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 no. Once I get to that, like, you know, dangerous two or three left, I'm going to the liquor store to make sure hey. I don't ever run out. 
dangerous. You're never taking your uh, your alcohol true, cabinet down to down to the gaslight. Never. <laughs> I have I've never once drank every even I probably during the middle of quarantine this time last year I would drink every single drop before I would go to the liquor store and and, and go to those runs and get all my Corona seltzers. But no, I I would never. That's not a veteran play at the line. You got to <laughs> no. You know, you got you got you got to be ready for that. If you're gonna get an interior push, you don't you don't know what's gonna happen. You got to be ready for it. Because Corona Hard Seltzer is the only hard seltzer made with Pure Beach Fives with a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime. Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer spike sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. You know, starting uh, starting our day with a Corona Hard Seltzer is always a good decision. But right after that, starting your day with Godfather Mach 3.0, Mel Kuyper has iterated for a third time. Let's jump into it, Dex. I'll let you throw this on the screen, and I can okay. scroll through. And the best part about Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay this year for the first time, Mel is allowing them to do trades. I don't know if that's going to be relevant. Do you or think not. Mel allowed him to, or do do you think? I think they came to Mel and said, "It's high time we start doing trades." No, 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 no. We we don't do trades. And they said, "Mel, we're hiring another draft expert. You might want to start doing trades." Yeah, listen, we've got we've got Matt Miller now, yeah. NFL draft scout. They've got and three he's been doing trades for ten years. They've okay. got three on board. I think Mel felt pressure. I think there was a schism in Bristol, and Mel started doing trades. They're like, listen, Walter Football has been doing trades for 15 years. When he had a GeoCities website back in the early 2000s, <laughs> Walter Football. Yes. Go ESPN, part of the Go.com network. That's right. I still have the, the website that I'm like trained to type in still is ESPN.go.com from oh, 20 yeah. years ago. Oh, are you serious? That's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> Bookmarked. All right. Number one overall, I'm going to scroll through this here for the YouTube audience. Trevor Lawrence, quarterback Clemson, to Jacksonville. Not too surprising. The Jets taking Zach Wilson with the number two overall pick. Again, not super shocking. Here's our first trade, boys. Carolina and the Dolphins swapping picks here so that the Carolina Panthers can grab Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. Okay. Three quarterbacks, three picks. I love it. I love it. I like um, uh, so did, 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 did the fields the fields pick I'm curious about and and it is if you go back a few months it is incredible that Zach Wilson I think largely based off a bowl game went from being the BYU kid who I think was being projected like tenth eleventh or twelfth at times yeah. to the consensus now I think for a month at least the consensus he is the second pick. So I don't I like him and I like Fields, but I'm not positive. I'm not positive how, on either one. How do you guys feel about Pat Elfline in the notable free agent additions section here? Yeah. I don't understand. That's gonna be a no for me, dog. Yeah, I don't he's he, he's a free agent addition. I don't know if I'd put notable yeah. next to his name there. Yeah, and is he a center or a guard now? He's listed as a center on this. Yeah, I saw anyways. that, but I'm saying I think I thought he was a guard. Now I thought the Jets, uh, when they got him off waivers, used him at guard. Trey Lance going. This is another one. Falcons. Does this one not scare both of you guys? No, I, Dra- dra- drafting a talented young quarterback should never scare anyone ever. 
like it's yes, it's a gamble. It's a 50 50 at best, but like it's the way to build your team. I agree. So, but are you sold? But are you sold on the fact that that he has the ability after playing one game or are you or are you do, doing what we saw in the Potter draft, which was we have to take a quarterback. So we're going to take one. And oh, my God, the majority of that class beyond Cam Newton in the first round all failed. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get like super desperate for a second or third round graded quarterback with a number four overall pick. But I feel if I feel like Trey Lance, if I feel like maybe he can sit behind Matt Ryan for a year, soak it in and and we can we can take some of the things that need to be molded and mold them and he can learn from Matt Ryan and then be unleashed in 2022 on a rookie scale contract. I'm here for it. I love this for the Falcons. Mm-hmm. I think I just like and I feel like you might be falling into the trap of Oh, it's risky because Christian Ponder. Yeah, Christian Ponder was a whiff, and a lot of guys are a whiff, but there's also a lot of guys that pan out. Josh Allen, like, guy, when, when, when you nail that rookie quarterback and you've got five years of team control and a rookie-scale contract, that is the holy grail. Trey, so. Trey Lance scares me because you have exactly one showcase game of tape from last year. That's what scares me. And, and teams that attempt to judge on pro days – and uh, the psychological sit-downs, they think they're smart and they're not. It's fair. Yeah, like the 15-minute psychological sit-down, you're that, probably not going to get a whole lot of compost. Teams put a lot of stock racks. there. And and look, here, the one thing that we learned from that with Ponder is very simple. Christian Ponder was really book smart. Couldn't figure his way out, out of a difficult situation on the football field to save his life, but he but he got A's, I think. Yeah, that's true. All right, pick number five here. Our first non-quarterback, Kyle Pitts, Declan's a weapon guy. for Joe I Burrow. Love I love this. Declan. Going to the Bengals. <laughs> I, yeah. He's a stud. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and I, I've been checking up with my guy Thor Nystrom on it, too. Like, it's not just he's a tight end. He can You can line him up at wide receiver. Like, this dude is going to be in, like, the next Rob Gronkowski, I think. He's going to be an absolute stud, man. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's a good pick for the Bengals there, although – it's interesting to note that the Bengals have been tied to Panay Sewell if he falls to five almost in, the, in every mock draft. And so he has fallen here. Jamar Chase, wide receiver LSU, going to the Eagles. Monte Smith, a little run on receivers here, going seven to the Detroit Lions. And then we have uh, the second part of this trade, Miami trading back to eight and drafting Jalen Waddle. So those three wide receivers come flying off the board. So basically – quarterbacks and pass catchers are the first eight picks off the board in this Mel Kiper 3.0. And that brings us to number nine, which is the, oh, my God, it's a trade, and the Vikings are picking, and they're on the clock. Your guys' thoughts before we get to the pick. Oh, so, and you know what? You know what Mel is doing here, putting the pieces of the proverbial puzzle together, George Payton and Rick Spielman, best friends, lifelong buddies, have worked this trade. It makes perfect sense. Rick goes right, to George you, 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 and says, "George, you know what? You need you need some of the assets I got, and I need that number nine draft pick." And so, with that number nine pick, the Minnesota Vikings, according to Godfather Mock three draft the best offensive tackle in the draft, Panay mm. Sewell from Oregon. For the podcast audience, I like the fit here. Mel Kiper says particularly with Riley Reef leaving in free agency. Sewell is an elite talent, and if this quarterback class wasn't so strong, he might be a lock for the top five. Vikings had offensive line issues for years, but Sewell would plug their hole on the left side. 
An elite O-line covers up roster flaws, and this is a step toward improving the entire offense. If Minnesota stays at 14 or does the opposite approach and trades down, keep an eye on safety with oh, Anthony Harris no. gone in free agency. So if you guys had two options, trade oh. back and take a safety or trade up and get the Hold best offensive tackle in the draft. Wait, wait. <laughs> I want a mock. Mock. Um, this isn't even close. I am not. No, I am not considering a safety in the first round of the draft. Like, I don't care if I trade up. I don't care if I trade back. I don't care if my franchise gets folded. I am not considering a safety. I can sign a veteran safety. I can extend Harrison Smith and I can have a guy. Look, Anthony Harris. Okay. Let's, let's touch briefly on his 2020 because I keep seeing tweets about, oh, good, I'm glad he's gone to Philadelphia. He sucked. And too, he, he got <laughs> fat and happy, and he sucked, okay? No, he didn't. You know what he was, folks? When the Vikings had a good defense, a ball hawk. He was awesome because he was mm-hmm. a ball hawk because he was allowed to roam and make plays. And, oh, my God, there's my sixth interception, which tied for the league lead. Isn't this great? Then what happened in 2020? Hmm, let's see. The defense stunk. He was with corners that he had to that he and Smith tried to cover for because they were rookies or they or they just flat out like what was his name? Chris Jones stunk, okay? So then he's like, "Oh my god, I've got to cover for these guys. I've got to do this." All of a sudden, he's not a ball hawk. All of a sudden, he is trying to play probably what amounts to a safety corner hybrid, which is probably a recipe for disaster. My point being is I think if you have Harrison Smith at one of your safeties, the second safety can almost be a systems guy who, if he's given the ability to roam, can make plays. I, honest to God, among the positions, if this team drafts, that I will melt down, safety might be my top one. Yep, I I agree with you on this one. I mean, like in the two scenarios Mel Kuyper lays out, and he's just speculating here on the second one, I I think – I think some of his – he's an information guy, and I, I think he he has a major ego, and I think he hates looking like an idiot, or I, I think he hates being wrong in, a, in an industry where you're going to be wrong all the time because you're trying to pinpoint who 32 teams are going to draft. And now that you're opening up for trades, it, it makes it even more likely that you're going to be wrong. So I think he's on the hunt for information. Um. I love the idea of trading up. If Panay Sewell starts to fall because the first eight teams get quarterback and pass catcher happy, pounce on it. Because your offensive line now, if you can make that happen, you've got franchise left tackle, possibly. Now, obviously, you could wind up with another Matt Khalil situation, and some of that was due to injury, the knee injury for Matt Khalil. But if you wind up with a solidified rookie-scale contract, franchise left tackle, Mm -hmm. rookie-scale contract being the key Mm -hmm. phrase there, and then you – there's still some options for fairly minimal prices to upgrade your left guard situation in free agency. Um, we think they're going to explore one of those. We talked about those on yesterday's show. Garrett Bradbury, Ezra Cleveland, Brian O'Neill, still question marks along the interior. I don't want to act like that has been fixed with this scenario, but if you've got your tackles figured out and one of them is like 22 years old and the other one's 25 years old, I think the other pieces start to fall into place more clearly. So I love that scenario. And then, by the way, Rashad Hill as a credible backup tackle. If if your rookie Sewell just isn't ready to to step into a full time role, 
And then you still have like Oli Udo that you could maybe unleash at left guard. Like there's still some developmental guys that you have to coach up, but that's been the problem for the Vikings. So I Godfather Mike is kind of speaking my language. Oh, I, I love my language. I love this. If if you can get the best available left tackle, um, and this is the thing, I will never as much as Khalil after a really good rookie year fell apart completely. I'll never criticize the pick because if you got that right and there was reason to believe certainly initially that you did, that's a 10-year fix right there. Like you are set there for 10 years, five of which are very team controllable and and contract friendly. And the last five, at least you're going to pay. I get that. But yeah, I mean, can you imagine if this team had had a had an eight to ten year run fill of the left tackle being solved. Do you know the problems that go away right there? And that's the thing is, as much as we joked about and criticized Bryant McKinney, who definitely had issues, Bryant McKinney for a long time was a very effective left tackle who you could basically plug and play, and he did a nice job, who at times very good. That is a huge, huge thing to have potentially off your plate for an extended period. Yeah. I would say to your safety point, if the Vikings draft a safety in the first round with all the offensive line needs that they're probably still going to like, unless you trade for Orlando Brown Jr. um, Like you're going to need offensive linemen going to this draft. If you take a safety in the first round, there's going to be some guys, notably Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman that are going to be golfing in uh, the early part of 2022. All right. They're not going to be coaching football or drafting. They're going to be golfing. And so I would recommend to them, maybe take a trip to PXG Minneapolis because it's a golfer's paradise. If you draft a safety, if you draft a safety in the first round. And right now, PXG Minneapolis is stocked with the new Gen 4 clubs, drivers, fairways, hybrids, irons. These are PXG's flagship clubs and hands down the best performing sticks PXG has ever made. So if you want great new clubs, if you want to look sharp, you know, listen, Declan and I, pretty crappy golfers. Right. Judd doesn't golf. Declan and I love to golf. Well, We're I'd, crappy. I'd like some garb to wear. That's the thing. Like, if they've got can, garb for me, I'll wear the garb. Absolutely. You can look the part. Maybe get a couple, go- couple, couple pop collars for Judd. If I can at least around. look like Ricky Fowler, but golf like Declan Golf, I'm winning. Like, you know, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> do you know where I, I like to look good? The 19th hole. Because when you're That's looking right. good on the 19th hole, the whole world is in front of you at that point right there. An afternoon an afternoon on the 19th hole in their garb would be an ideal day for me. Maybe PXG Minneapolis has white belts for Judd to try on. Oh my a God. white golf oh, I'd belt. Have to thin, I'd have to lose. Oh, my God. I'd have to drop some serious black, weight to do that. All black giddy up with a white belt on Judd. <laughs> I, I will pay. I'll pay for it. I might pay for the belt just so I can see it. Here for it. Uh, PXG Minneapolis in Southdale Center and find <laughs> oh, out more at pxg.com slash Minneapolis. Our friends at Federated also helping power this episode of Purple Daily. Now, uh, they've had partnerships with business owners in Minnesota for over 100 years. They're based in Oatana. They're one of us. It's the online client destination for risk management resources, federatedinsurance.com and MyShield. So uh, find out how MyShield can help protect your business, give you peace of mind, resources, to help with risk management, again, federatedinsurance.com or download the app. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Let's hear a little bit more from Patrick Peterson in that glorious purple suit with the extra button undone, just exuding swag and confidence and eight Pro Bowls or whatever it is 
Patrick Peterson on why he decided that the Vikings, and by the way, on why he and his agent actually reached out to the Vikings. And then the Vikings were like, oh, interesting. Patrick Peterson is available and wants to come play here. And they hammered out a deal in a couple hours, Dax. Let's, uh, let's hear from Patrick. Because Zim definitely have uh, something, something that uh, he's given those guys to not only help you know, prepare their career into, into new heights, but also you know, help their career be a, a longevity career as well. So um, I just thought you know, the, the culture around here, the, the atmosphere around here um, was everything for me. I, I believe it, it, it definitely checked off all the boxes. I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited to get rolling. I think part of the reason why we haven't been, like, off the walls excited about this Patrick Peterson signing is because we're looking at the offensive line and saying, hey, you guys, what are you doing? You got to fix the offensive line. It's, it's a disaster now without Riley Reef. But, like, in a vacuum and, and listening to him speak yesterday, Judd, I love that he's all in. I love that he's got an eye on sort of a a second act to his career and feels like Mike Zimmer can make that happen. And I love that he's already talking about what he can do to pay it forward, what Larry Fitzgerald did for him early in his career, showing the Jeff Gladneys and the Cam Danzlers and some of the other you know non-cornerback players how to be professionals and maximize their careers. And so listening to him speak yesterday was uh, was helpful in sort of putting him in a Vikings uniform in that locker room and seeing the effect that he could have. Terrence Newman 2.0. That that's how I see this, and that is and th- look. This is why everything he is um, th- that he talked about in his Zoom call yesterday is why I wanted the Vikings to make a move that was like this last year, because now you've got a guy that in their second years, Gladney and Dantzler and Harrison Hand can go to and ask questions about. He's going to help them. He's not competing with them for playing time. He's going to play. But he is going to be able to stabilize things on the back end. And that was, and I don't know if the Vikings thought, well, we've got Harris and Harrison Smith, so we're absolutely fine because they they can help out or not. But I don't think safety and cornerback is the same thing at all. And so I think what we saw last year was corners who, who not, you know, Gladney and Dantzler weren't terrible, but they were certainly developing. And I guarantee you had questions. And I think that Mike deserves credit for schemes, and I think that that Zimmer deserves credit for coaching up corners. But, for instance, in-game and during the season, I don't know if there's a ton of time to do that and consult with the players. And so I think that this is going to be an ideal signing because it's going to give the Vikings a veteran presence. He'll stabilize things. And maybe most importantly, He'll be a coach on the field who can see things and can help. And, I mean, this this does come full circle to what we talked about last spring and what we thought that they would do. It comes a year late, but I think it can really help. I mean, with Patrick Peterson and Harrison Smith, you have two of the most highly regarded players over the last 10 years at their positions, two of the smartest guys that have seen everything. They've been in big games before. Um, if you can't, if you can't maximize your ability as a young player being around Harrison Smith and Patrick Peterson, it's probably probably a you problem. So this should this should be very helpful for for the young secondary guys. And Declan was out last week when this signing went down. So what what are your thoughts? When, yeah. What were your thoughts when you saw the signing? And now that you've had a chance to digest it for a few days in context to like the other holes on the roster, what are your thoughts? Well, guys? I mean, I, I was a couple Corona hard seltzers in when this trade came down in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina, but. 
I, I, I loved Patrick Peterson coming out of college. I tried to find some old tweets exposed, exposing how much I loved Patrick Peterson. Couldn't find any, but I always loved his game in Arizona. And yeah, I, I think what Judd said about him being basically Terrence Newman 2.0. Um, even if he is basically a, a league average corner, which I, I think is probably safe to assume at this point, he's no longer going to be the you know perennial all pro he was the, at the first part of the decade. I mean, he was an all pro decade player by the NFL in the 2010s. But if he is a just competent cornerback that can help mold the gladneys and the dancers of the world, I'm all in. I understand that. Look, it would be nice to go, you know, spend a lot of this more money, spend this money more wisely on someone like an offensive lineman. But I mean, if Patrick Peterson come in and help the secondary, you have Devin Tomlinson joining the defensive line. The way I'm looking at the Peterson and the Tomlinson sign and looping together is this is to keep Zimmer happy. This is this is basically to keep Zim happy to the point of at the draft, they're then going to address the line and or do something to even boast the offense because you have basically taken care of two big needs. And I just and like Judd also pointed out, I will jump off a ledge if a safety is taken in the first round. I I just. For God's sakes, you can find those guys almost anywhere. Don't don't leverage high high draft picks for a safety. So I think the Patrick Peters signing is and and the Thomas signing served as Mike Zimmer more than anyone to keep him happy that when on draft day, Tricky Rick Spielman is going to pull something out of his sleeve. Now I think that Mike I I think on draft day first round I do not think that Mike will ask for a safety. I do think he will ask for a defensive end. Like I I think the fight is going to be. Mike, it's time to address the offensive line, and Mike's like, yeah, but I need a bookend for Hunter, and it's almost like the formula for my defense is nearly complete. The Peterson signing, I really like. The Tomlinson signing, he might be good, but to me, if I'm Spielman, I would have simply told him, Mike, uh, Pierce is coming back. He's he's going to really help us against the run, so we need to invest what we were going to spend on Tomlinson in um, a tackle or a guard. The Peterson signing, too, because I've seen this on um, in tweets the past week or so. Well, he's not the player that he used to be. And, and since he got uh, pinched for, I think, PED use, uh, he's not been the same player. No one's expecting that. Like, he was a great player at one time. And guess what? If he was still a great player, he doesn't leave the Cardinals. Um, so if you are expecting him to show up and become a pro bowl, all pro type, probably not going to happen. This is about helping your defense and your corners in a multitude of ways. You're not going to get a guy who's going to pick off, you know, six passes. He's not going to, in my opinion, probably consistently shadow the top opposing receiver. What he's going to do is provide a veteran presence that you sorely lacked. And the other thing, too, that we don't know is how does the Cardinals scheme differ from the Vikings scheme? Because there's a certain player who played uh, two years ago for the Vikings by the name of Xavier Rhodes, who was a dumpster fire here, and went to a different scheme with the Colts and wasn't, and was pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. So, one, I'm not assuming that Peterson is the player that he was four or five years back. But I would I would like to see how how and if this scheme might fit him better than what the Cardinals did. Just a thought. His biggest issue last year was penalties. He took, on average, about a penalty per game last year. He is Rhodes then. So, He's a so, perfect replacement. So- 2018, he took three penalties. 2019, he took three penalties. Last year, he took 12 penalties. Okay. 
So so if if he can if he can cut that in half, I think that's probably step one. And then what can Mike Zimmer do creatively, scheme wise, to put him in situations that um, that just benefit him as an older player? Now, I will say that I think to your point, Cam Dantzler should be looked at as the guy in terms of like in an ideal situation this year, who's your best cornerback? I think it should be Cam Dantzler building off what he did after the bye last week, injury problems and stuff. But like when he was healthy, he was really, really picking it up in the second half of the season. So I would look, I would look for Patrick Peterson to help push Cam Dantzler to the next level. And, um, and then maybe that takes some pressure off Patrick Peterson too. I think we have one more clip. If we could fire that and hear more from Patrick Peterson. Yeah, this is his uh, uh, his relationship with Justin Jefferson, who he's actually known since he was a little kid. Man, uh, I've known Justin since, you know, he was 10, 11 years old um, and always been keeping in, in, in touch, you know, while I was in the league, coming back to LSU and watching him play. Him and my brother is actually the same age, so they – they keep in contact with, uh, with one another, but whatever uh, what what Justin was able to achieve in the league, well, it's no surprise. Yeah, that's uh that's an interesting connection too because <clears throat> excuse me, you know Peterson referenced Larry Fitzgerald as maybe his greatest mentor, young young in his career, and obviously they play on different sides of the ball, so maybe Peterson can pay that forward with Justin Jefferson. He also made mention during that press conference about how the Vikings roster is loaded. He, he used the word loaded as, as one of the reasons why he wanted to come play here. Um, and I think, so I don't know if I would say that they're loaded until they fix the offensive line officially. I don't know that you can have a loaded roster and like a bad offensive line. You can have great skill position players, but offensive line is so important. So I'm going to, I'm going to withhold judgment on the word loaded until I see what their offensive line plan plays out to be. But my biggest thing here after the Patrick Peterson signing is that it's very obvious now, now that you went and you spent a little extra money on, on another nose tackle and a little extra money on a luxurious cornerback, you've now essentially pot committed yourself to having a hole or two that you will not be able to immediately fill mm-hmm. with the remaining resources on your roster. And so as you look at this thing headed into the draft and and looking at whatever remaining free agency money you have, can you work around, like Judd said earlier, not having a second safety? Can you work around and not having five trustworthy offensive linemen? Can, can you, I mean, can you, what, what can you work around and what can't you work around here? I think, what can you work around not having a solidified number three receiver, right? Like, these are the questions that they're going to have to look at with their remaining resources. A first-round pick, two-thirds, a sliver of free agency money, and some trade possibilities. I can live without a bona fide, like, stud second safety. I can live without that. Mike Zimmer, that's your job. Find somebody internally, third round of the draft, whatever, to plug in Bro. and have them sit behind Harrison Smith and Patrick Peterson and go to school quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, that. That's that's the hole that I would feel more comfortable leaving open than left side of the offensive line. That's where I'm at. I can't work around the offensive line not being stronger. I, I don't think it's possible. I, I think yep. if it, if you had a different quarterback, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but this QB is showing you who he is exactly. And uh, to continue to be like, well, we'll plug, uh, we'll plug a left guard in here eventually. Uh, I don't know how many more lessons in this you need before you say, you know what, that has to be fixed. And it has to be fixed with a credible, really good, probably potential Pro Bowl player. So, and look, if, if you if you uh, draft 
Sewell in the first round. I absolutely love that, and I think he does plug in at left tackle day one, but that does not fix left guard. There's a lot of things here that I can get around. I can't get around with this quarterback not giving him more protection consistently. Um, and I, if I hear again, but the run blocking, I'm going to scream because that doesn't matter. Like, that's nice and that's good. But you have Dalvin Cook because he is elite. He can figure it out. Like, if anyone on this offense can figure it out, Dalvin Cook can. My quarterback can't. So the safety thing, you know what? Find a guy, find a guy who, who benefits because of what you have on the back end. And he can do what Anthony Harris did in 2019, which is basically roam around free and have the ability to pick off passes. Uh, That's fine. There's a lot of places that you can skimp. In my opinion, in 2021, with the interior pressure that we consistently see from defensive lines, guard is not one of them. And so that's the one where I am really confused, and I'm going to keep going back to this, the money that you spent on Dalvin Tomlinson could have been invested there. And I would have told Mike, you know what? Michael Pierce is going to be great. He's coming back. He was our big free agent signing last year. And I'm not saying I don't want a good three technique. But what I am saying is we're giving you a stout nose tackle. Definition of stout. Um, the, the money that we're talking about going to Tomlinson needs to go to a guard. And they didn't do that. And I don't understand why unless there's something they've got up their sleeve. But I could see them fixing left tackle to our who are um, being satisfied with that. I don't know that there's an option at left guard that's going to fix that. Yeah, I think if, if if you can find either in the draft or a trade with Baltimore, if you can find a great left tackle option and then just find someone better than Dakota Dozier, we could probably swallow that a little bit easier than just bargain binning the whole rest of the way. Like yeah. if, if Rashad Hill becomes your left tackle and you bargain bin the left guard spot, then it kind of wipes out all the defensive improvements that you made because there's no way that you're going to be able to keep Kirk uh, from getting flattened 10 times a game. And keep in mind, too, a very important thing for um, 2021 is this can't take time. The last two years, what has happened? Kirk's gotten off to bad starts. And then he comes back, and we're all like, oh, man, you know, starting in uh, October, he's fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. This This is a team that needs Kirk to get off to a good start, and you've got to give him that chance, too, in fairness to yep. Kirk. So like I, but I don't want to get to the end of September again for the third consecutive year now and have to write a column basically saying what's going on with Kirk Cousins. Yep. Listen, you all wanted meat and potatoes. You guys wanted us to go deep diving into offensive linemen and damn it. We just gave you an episode fully stocked yesterday with left guards and we gave you a mock today with left tackles. We got meat and potatoes all over the place here <laughs> on Purple Daily. And also, just a quick shout out, the Score North app. So we're giving away $100 every single day up until March 26th, up until this Friday, to someone who opens the Score North app. It's our very generous uh, group of sponsors that's banded together to, to, to give $100 a day away and for all those people to be entered in the $10,000 Pick Your Prize Grand Prize drawing. So it's very easy. Open the Score North app. Download it if you don't already have it. It's free. It's where all of our content, if you're looking for all of our Score North content in one spot, the Score North app is a great place. Uh, and then you can register, and then you can enter the Pick Your Prize contest every single day until Friday for a chance to win a hundo and a chance to win the $10,000 Pick Your Prize grand prize drawing. So thanks for hanging out with us. 
today and every day on Purple Daily, your home for daily Vikings entertainment. And tomorrow we will make mostly wrong predictions and hold each other accountable on Write That Down. See you guys.